In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, we're going to go for another listener topic. You don't want to miss this. I say that, and it's because I mean it. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus Marriage. Welcome back to another episode of Man versus Marriage. It is I. You just, uh, hey, are you trying to mimic me? Nope. Yes, you are. It is I, the cute dog in the Moran Family Studio, here with my wife, my lovely wife, my wife, my wife, my wife. What am I trying to, what, is, what song am I thinking of there? I don't know, but keep moving. Oh, my milkshake, something. something no, 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 no. We're not doing milkshakes. <laughs> Medea was enough. Keep moving. <laughs> it's Jeannie Moran, honey. <laughs> say what's up in Memphis. You don't want me to say I that. I don't want you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, when that came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, I guess that might just happen here in a minute. No, we'll save Ashley a little bit. Okay, so there we are. This episode is going to be the final of a three-part series um, in listener topics. And these are, we're going to come straight at you with these now. So what I want to do is make sure that you understand that as we go through these, um, we're discussing these openly. They're open discussions. They're not drawn-out thoughts. I mean, every once in a while or in, in one of them, I, I had some thoughts. I didn't want to lose it, so I wrote it down and just commented on it. Well, but. and these are from our experience. This is not us giving textbook counseling advice. This is us going back through how we overcame these things. The, ba- the basis of the podcast, which is for us to take our experience where we are in our journey, relate it to what we've been through, and try and help you see your situation from a different perspective and that will help you move forward in your relationship. That's the goal there among many other things, because you know, that's what we do. All right. Why did my actions come across like it's all about me? It's about my agenda, even though my actions aren't motivated by that in any way. Um, how do I calmly, respectfully, without discounting her feelings, show her my true intentions? And then, I know it's a learning experience. When does it happen? That's the question we all want to know. When does it happen and how do I show her? So these are, these are deep, man. These are really, really deep questions. Um... So without, in this situation, without us having um, the specifics or an example to go by, which is okay, we could still talk through this, and we will. Um, what do you, I mean, can you think of anything just looking at, at this, partic- this, first, uh, this first question? Why did my actions come across like it's all about me? It's about my agenda. And... I don't know 100% of the detail, but what I do know from this particular listener, his agenda is to love his wife and his kids. Well, I was going to say, I would, I would have a question as to what does your spouse think your agenda is? Yeah. I mean, if it's all about you and your agenda, what does your spouse assume your agenda is? That's what I'm going to write down. Because I'm going to write this down. Ask. I I would think there's a hidden something in there. Is there a, a, a past something you've done or that, you know, has happened, a trauma or something that maybe led her to believe that you have a hidden agenda? Have you done things sneaky in the past or something? I mean, I, I don't know that that's the case, but... It it would make me wonder why I I never question if you have an agenda for yourself. I mean it's it's not really something that I ever really. But considered. did you like like uh, 
say, 10 years ago, 9, 10, 8, 9, 10 years ago, um, because when, like, let's just take the one of the hardest topics, <laughs> no pun intended, sex. Um, when I would say I wanted sex, you took it as a service. So what would my agenda have been? Because I do have some uh, ill-thwarted agendas from time to time. One of them is the old back rub situation, you know? <laughs> well. <laughs> I know. I'm joking. That's not always going to lead to what you think it's going to lead to. Because sometimes I generally just need a back rub. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, not to make light of the situation, I, I thought of a song by Brad Paisley and, then, mm -hmm. you know, kind of brought that up. But if, thinking back like a decade ago, I know anytime the thought came up that there was another business idea, you struggled. Anytime I started talking about, like until you you learned how to go to the clouds, you would like, you would knot up in your gut, just worried. Well, that wasn't, to me, that wasn't an agenda. That was more I was afraid of, oh, great, now he's got something else to take his time away from home. So when we're looking at the word agenda here, it means... It's that kind of comes across, and maybe look, he'll clarify. Maybe it, this is not how he intended it, but it so sounds like you're coming from the point of view that he's doing something in order to manipulate a particular yeah, outcome. Yeah, it sounds like a tit for tat situation. Like you're doing this for me because you want something from me, or you're expecting something from me. And if that's the case, I would question why. Yeah, that's not generally something somebody just comes up with. That's a, a pattern that's been created um and it whether it was from you or from other relationships i can't say but that to think someone has an agenda that's usually when someone's manipulating you or you feel you've been manipulated or you feel that someone has um a quid pro quo kind of situation going on if that is what it was at one time you're gonna have to work to prove that that's not the case so and I don't know how you would do that depending on what it is that caused that thought process. Yeah. So let's go let's go with this assuming that assuming that, you know, it is a situation where in the past maybe there has been some manipulation or it's like I'm going to do this so that you give me that. Or I'm going to do this so I can get XYZ. Okay, first of all, you realize yourself that those are not your intentions at all. Because it, because right here, it's like, um, even though my actions aren't motivated by that in any way. So I don't know if this has to do with, like, affection, if it has to do with finances, if it has to do with, um, like, responsibilities at home, um, or any of that the parenting or whatever it might be. But I think the most important piece to this is to, is just like Jeannie said, which is if you feel like I'm doing these things based on my agenda, what do you believe my, my agenda, agenda is. is? Yeah. And what led you to believe that? Yeah. So that's, you know, and I know you, you all hear us say this all the time. Um, but I, it's really important just to get it on the table and say, and, and it's like, so what, what do you believe my agenda is in this situation? And what do you think my ultimate outcome, what's my end game here? And it's not like you have to ask that in like an aggressive manner. No, but it's, it's like, it's honey, an honest question. Yeah. It's like, honey. What do you think my agenda is? Maybe it was just the word that she used. And I, I would question that because maybe that's the word that she used in their conversation. And it's not necessarily what she meant either. Mm -hmm. You know, agenda is a strong word in, in this particular situation. So I, I would definitely question. And I would ask for examples. That's, a, that's another have, good thing. What have I done? Are there things that I've done in the past that led you to believe that, you know, I'm I'm looking to manipulate or 
whatever it may be based on the response for what your agenda is perceived to be, I, I would want to know because that will tell you what behaviors are triggering that response. Yeah. And I think that I would say that's very helpful because when I, if somebody's asking me, what's your agenda? I kind of, that kind of puts me on defense immediately. Well, yeah, because it, it, when someone has an agenda, it means that they have an end game or they have a plan for this conversation. And whichever way you answer, I have a defense already. Yeah. I have a way to manipulate this conversation to go the way that I want it to go and the outcome to turn into what I want it to become. That's more a salesman than it is a spouse. <clears throat> yeah, so I think just with this, um, with this particular situation, and, and look, I've definitely said this before. There's three sides to every conversation. There may, may be more, but for my limited caveman brain... There's his story, there's her story, and there's what actually happened. So if it if it feels like we're coming down on this other the other party involved here, like we're no, it's just simply needing clarity. Yeah, it, it's not coming down. I mean, she, like I've said, I've said things before in a conversation with us and Rita, and Rita sat back and went, "Whoa, okay." hold on a minute because what you just said was this and it takes me a second to realize no 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 that's that's not at all what I meant it's just the first word that came to mind hold on let me this is where say it ugly comes into play maybe that's not what she meant or maybe that's how he heard it and in just reading the you know the next side is you know how do I calmly respectfully without discounting her feelings show her my true intentions. So that's, you know, looking at what you're asking here, because you want to be calm, you want to be respectful, you don't want to discount the way she feels. But if the way that she feels is polar opposite of any intention that you have, then here's my suggestion is to say, you know, like I've had to say with Jeannie before when it comes to sex and service. And the reason I continually bring that up is because I have never and and will never like looked at my wife as she's just something for me to do when it comes to sex. That's I'm I'm not wired that way. Mm -hmm. Um I when I look at when I heard that it's like that was so disgusting to me that I think my natural reaction to that may have partially been justified but I didn't erupt. I did no, that. but you, you, the explanation behind it though, is that's what I was raised to believe. That's what I was taught was yeah. that my job was to service you when you required it to keep you happy. Otherwise my spouse would go somewhere else to find it. That's what I was taught. That's yeah. how my mind was. Um, that's how I was led to believe. So when those things came up between us and you would say, I want you or I want this, my mindset went to, okay, I have to do this. It wasn't anything that I wanted. It was, I have to. Well, make no mistake, I was deeply offended by that. Oh, I know you were. You were pissed. I remember the conversation. It was about 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, just <laughs> at, at the thought that you could even think of me that way. Mm -hmm. The thought that you could think with all that we had been through when it came like when it came to sex, it's like, how could you even consider me in that way? Because I would never look at you as just someone to service my manhood. I can't even articulate it right now, but it was such a gross thought to me to think that's how you would feel about me when that situation would arise. But you also have to remember, for many, many years, I was waiting for you to leave. I expected it. So it took a while for me to get out of that mindset and to realize that sex between us meant just as much to you and was just as intimately connected for you as it was for me. I was under the impression that if I didn't do these things, you were going to leave. And if I was waiting for you to leave anyway then that was the only string I had to hold on to you. 
that's not Quincy's fault. That was never Quincy's intention. That was never any thought that he had. That was something that was ingrained in me by a circumstance that I had no control over. So what you're what you're saying is it was nothing that I had done. It was some pre-programming yes. that you grew up with. So looking at it that way, it is possible in the listener situation, this may not even be something that he's done. This may be a pre-programmed, this is what I knew growing up. This is what I've seen. This is what I was taught or raised in. And it may be a mindset of hers that needs to be unraveled. Again, I would ask questions because you didn't know that that's why I thought that way. Yeah. You had no idea that I even thought that way. And once it came out, that's why we had to make the change. Because in order for me to change my mindset and how I responded to you, we had to change it from I want to I need you. These are two totally separate meanings for me. I need you means Quincy needs to connect with me. Mm -hmm. He needs me fully invested in what's going on right now and everything else needs to stop. This needs to be a you and me fully engaged connection. That is not the same as someone you leave something on the side table for afterwards. Correct. So, hey. it, but for me, I I had to have, I hate using trigger words. I had to have, some kind of buzzword to tell me he doesn't mean this. He does not mean that I need to service him. He means he needs his wife. These are two totally different things. It took a while to change that mindset. But now when you say, hey, I want this, it's not even a thought anymore. Mm -hmm. it, it just took us finding a way to reset what someone else had ingrained in me. That's all. And then for context, was that three years ago? No. Was that the first year in this new house? Um, we had had the conversation prior to moving yeah. into this house, but the the erupted conversation was the first year. So it's been about five years. We've only been in this house for four years. Five years. This is the start. Though this is this is your September year. will mark five years. I'm not sure about that. I am. Our daughter's fourteen. Okay. Well, with that being said. That's how recent this was in all the work that we've done to progress our relationship, even within the last four or five years. Yeah, we still run into speed bumps. <laughs> there are still things hiding that are embedded deep. So the more progress you make, it could get uglier before it gets better. So whatever, let's say in this particular scenario, which this is not true because we don't have the facts, we don't even have necessarily the context, so we're just kind of going with the framework that we have. That his his agenda, maybe he does have an agenda, and that's to make his wife feel loved, to make her feel adored, to make her feel fulfilled, to make her feel valued. But maybe she could have some resistance because she, is it possible that maybe she can't accept that she deserves that? That is possible. I mean, I don't know that, but there are some times where you are in your relationship and you don't feel like you could possibly deserve certain things or like these certain things are possible. Um, and so you would think in order for this, what do you want from me? What is it that you want from me um, in order to obtain X, Y, or Z? What's your motive? Well, What's your agenda? And again, going to the third part of this where he says, you know, what can I do to, you know, um, let her know that there's, that her and his children are the most important thing to him. I have questions. Why does she not feel like they are? Were there actions or situations that led her to believe that you value something more than them? What is it? Like for me, when we were first married, you were gone a lot. 
you were doing things to try and take care of our family. But for me, you were running away from us. You were gone all the time. You didn't want to be with us. You wanted to be everywhere else but with me. That's how I took it. That's how it felt. Yeah. That was not your intention at all. But for me, your family was not a priority because you were doing all these other things. You know what's crazy to me just thinking about this now? I could see I could see a little bit more of me just by the way that I run my life. If I have an overall goal or mission, I'm willing to sacrifice a lot in the beginning to reap the reward at the end. So I could kind of see a little insight into myself. It's like, okay, my ultimate goal is to to be with my family, to provide for my family. So if I sacrifice all this. Time with your family. Yeah. If I sacrifice it all, eventually it's going to pay out. And then I will be able to be with my family like I want to. But if you, if, if I kind of take a step back from that, the 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 more lucrative investment is making the time investment within your children and your family mm-hmm. um because ultimately that's going to be the payoff not not the money so to speak because money does come and go and i'm still working towards um you know taking care of us financially but really the time was the currency like Rita and Bill would say it's the only non-renewable currency that you have which is the time so i could see this is a rabbit trail but i could see my thought of cuz you kind of go back and think why did i why why would i do these things you know why why would i why why would i do this but i could see you know you you think that Kind of like when you're in the movies and somebody, like we talked about in one of the other episodes, you see the product, but you don't see all the time spent making these particular things happen. Mm-hmm. So I just, for whatever reason, I understand me a little bit more. That's what I'm saying, though. If she doesn't feel like she and your family are the most important thing, what are you doing? What have you done that gives her that idea? Because we don't just come up with that out of the blue. There's something, I mean, when you first started losing weight and, and getting healthy, I was not happy with the situation because you were in the gym, you worked your ass off for eight to 12 hours a day, and then you went to the gym for two hours. And sometimes you went to the gym during lunch and then you went to the gym after work, which was great for the goal that you had. It sucked balls for me and the kids because then when you got home, you had to eat right away, shower, and you had maybe an hour with me and the kids. So yes, it was for your health, but again, we were sacrificed. And that's where it's like, okay, were you putting yourself above everybody else and your your situation and your desire to get healthy was priority? I understand why you wanted it. I'm not negating that. I'm I'm looking back at what it was and how I felt at the time. I understand now had you not done that, you would not be here right now. Mm-hmm. I totally understand that. But at the time, I didn't know that. I only knew what we were dealing with and how it felt in the moment. So, again, I would have questions. Have Has he, the listener, been spending time maybe working, working out, doing something that's taken him away from his family? Or maybe made them feel like less than because this other thing has been taking up so much time. I would have questions. You need to know from her perspective, what have I done to make you think you're not the most important thing to me? What took your place? Something in her head has taken this place. Mm -hmm. Something you've done, something you've said, an action, a history. There's something there. Be it a resentment, a disappointment, Maybe it's an old thing and it's just spawned its head again. I don't know, but I would have questions because we didn't just come to the conclusion that, you know, things were happening and we were frustrated with each other. We came to the conclusion that I needed you to be home with me and the kids. And in order to do that, these other things that you were doing, something was going to have to be sacrificed. 
Yeah, and in in this situation, I would say the best uh, one of the best approach you can take is just I'm going to go back to the beginning and say, um, what do you think my agenda is? Mm-hmm. You know, what does that look like? And then please give me an example of what you mean so you can better understand. And this is not to be a smart aleck. This is just no. so you understand. And then when you're looking at when you're looking at this piece, it's like, um, how do I calmly and respectfully, without discounting her feelings, show her my true intentions? And you know, you know what I would say in this one, bro, is in an odd sort of way, and Jeannie, just correct me if I'm wrong, by digging deeper into this, maybe maybe you reaffirm, maybe you're, you end up reaffirming that her feelings matter because you want to know more about what makes her feel this way. Because you, you don't have a deep-seated agenda other than to love your wife and your kids outrageously. And truth be told, it may not be something he's done. It may be something that she's dealing with internally. You know, if, if when I was going through depression and I wasn't feeling like myself, I didn't feel like I was good enough. That's why I waited for you to leave. There's no way you're going to want to stay with me in my crazy well, I know, I know you've told me that, and then also when I was starting to work out and whatnot, you had mentioned at one point or said at one point that you thought, you know, I was getting in shape in order to leave and maybe go find somebody else or something. No, what worried me was your brother and his single friends at the time were in town, and they all wanted to go to a club. And you had recently shed a lot of weight. You had beautiful shoulders. You were in great shape. And all of them were out prowling. And they were taking you as the designated driver, the only married man in the group. And my thought was, I don't trust women. I don't trust any of them. And I was worried that these guys are going to be with girls doing whatever they're going to do. And if something comes along and catches your interest, where am I going to be in all this? I struggled with, would you act on it? Would you not act on it? Would sure. a, a woman? I wasn't thinking you were going there to find someone. I was thinking if someone approached you, would you accept it? How was this going to go? Because there had been so many changes and you and I were drifting so far apart. I didn't know. And it scared the shit out of me. Because if something presented itself, maybe it looks a lot better when it doesn't have eight people attached to it and a whole lot of heartache going on behind it. I don't know. Yeah, I could but see that. you didn't know any of that stuff. That was all internal for me until it all came to a head. Then you knew. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It may not be anything that he's done. It could very well be that she's struggling with her own internal stuff. That's why I say you need to ask questions. You need to find out because clearly he feels like he's doing things and he's being judged and punished rather than he's doing things and she's acknowledging that he's doing them. And I would just question where is that coming from? You know, why why is everything being judged under a microscope when if he's honestly trying allow him to try and acknowledge that he's trying. Yeah. I mean, I know they've had some headway and I know there's been some, some big breakthrough moments. You have to look at these things as bumps in the road. It doesn't mean you're not going to have another breakthrough moment. It just means you have to slow down when you approach the bump, ask the questions and then slowly go over it until you get to the other side and then you can have your moment. But if, if you're coming at this with, I'm doing all these things and I'm making all these changes and this is all the pushback I'm getting and nothing is changing or you're, you're feeling like you're hitting a wall. Maybe slow down on what you're doing. Maybe you're trying to do too many things. You know, we said take three priorities. 
Maybe three is too many for you. Maybe take one or two. Find out what it is that is the number one thing she needs right now. Focus on that. When you start to see some headway there, now move on to something else. You might be coming at her with two, three, four things, and it just may be overwhelming for her because you're trying to change too much too fast. For you, Quincy can change multiple things at a time, and you just push through it. Multiple changes for me at a time and I am overwhelmed and anxiety takes over because it is too many things to process yeah. at once. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. So it might be first have this conversation and find out why did you use the word agenda? What is it that you think I'm trying to do? Or what is it that you think that, that I'm looking for? Because I don't understand. It makes it sound like I'm manipulating you for something and I don't understand. And I clearly... You're not trying to be a smart ass. You're trying to gain an understanding so that you can move forward. Find that out first. Yeah. Find out if there's something that you've said or done in the past. Is there something that you're holding me to that I've done? And maybe you forgot about it. Sure. Maybe it's something you didn't even know happened. Maybe it's something that you didn't do. Maybe it's something someone else. There are a lot of times in our marriage where we've discovered I'm holding Quincy to a standard that my father created. And my dad and my husband, as much as people say, you always marry someone like, I married the bipolar opposite of my father. I'm so glad I did. I love my dad. Don't get me wrong. But the things that they went through, I'm very happy I never had to face myself. They're still married and they've gone through a lot and they've had to work Mm -hmm. to stay married. I'm glad we didn't have to go through those things. But those things that they went through, I saw as a child, and those formed my mindsets. So in our marriage, the humps that we've had to fight over are the ones that were instilled in me from what I saw and what I learned. This may be the same thing. I don't have enough information to know. That's why I'm saying sit down with her and have this open, lay it out on the table. Don't judge it. Don't take it personal. Let her say what she needs to say. And then come back and say, okay, this is what's going on. I'm going to focus on, we've got A, B, C, D, and E happening. These are the things that we're looking at. I'm going to focus on A. And for two or three weeks, just focus on A. And if that starts to go well and you start noticing something, now maybe start looking at B too. But too many things at one time for somebody who is trying to change and the other person is not prepared for it it can be extremely overwhelming and it can cause more anxiety and stress without intending to yeah and i'm i'm looking at this going maybe maybe this guy is like me and he's made such a dramatic change in such a short amount of time that it's like maybe i'm maybe i just read this and i'm thinking of it with the wrong mindset so just give me a, t- a little bit of time in this episode to kind of regroup because I know there are things for me, some of the changes that I made, I can't put my finger on them right now what they were, but some of the changes I made were pretty dramatic and maybe they took Jeannie by storm early on and she didn't know exactly what or how to, maybe you didn't know exactly how to take it mm-hmm. because I know at one point, there was a time where I had to pump the brakes on coming to you when I was learning all this stuff um, because of the transformation I was going through, like with my personal philosophy and like redefining myself as a man and a husband and a father. And I would bring these things to you all the time when I was hearing in, you know, books or podcasts or whatever. And, you know, for you, it was like, too much too soon, you know, type thing. So. I can remember that. Now, some of that had to do with the ketogenic diet and what I was learning and, you know, yeah, just Yeah, you had diet after diet after diet that we switched up and changed and programs that we changed, but it was because of your, and I get it, it was because of your health and the different things that were happening, but it was just like, oh my God, we just figured this out. And okay, well, I'm going to try 30 days of this. And it's like, no, we just did this. We finally got it down. Now we're switching to 30 days of this. Well, it's okay. I'll take care of it. But he didn't take care of it because he was working and he couldn't. So it was on me. And then he would do the 30 days and decide, okay, I'm going to go 60 days. And he'd do 60 days. And at the end of 60 days, he'd go, okay, so I've been listening to this. And I think what I'm going to do is go to this for 60 days. And I'm going, 
I can't do this. If you're going to do this, you have to do this yourself because you're killing me. <laughs> you are mentally killing me because it was, and, and I understand it. I understand why you had to do it. It's for all the medical stuff you went through. It was trial and error for a lot of stuff. I understand that. But at the time. Yeah, I understand. There was just so much going on on any given day. And then, okay, well, I'm going to try this now. I just figured this out. I just locked this in and now you're going to change it on me. You have to realize for someone like me, now I don't know what this person's spouse is like. I don't know what he is like. I know me. Every time you say I'm learning something or I found something and there is multiple changes coming at once, I am shut down immediately because I do not process change well. It takes me a while to wrap my head around how we're going to change, how long it's going to take, and what the process is. And I know it sounds like a cop-out, but for someone who deals with anxiety, I have to have that time to wrap my head around it. Otherwise, sure. when you're saying, I'm learning this, and Ed Milet says this, and then Dr. So-and-so says this, and I'm reading this, and I'm listening to this, and Joe Rogan, and all these other people that are coming in, and I'm like... All I'm hearing is I'm changing this, I'm changing this, I'm changing this, I'm changing yeah. this. And my brain goes, oh shit, what are we doing? What does this look like for me? Because I have no idea what the hell is coming at me right now. <laughs> and it sounds, it sounds crazy. I nope. understand that. But realize I, I know who I am and what I deal with. So I can use the example of where we're at right now. We are in a huge process. Yep. We sat down in January and said, okay, here's all the things we need to do and we need to know before we proceed. I'm not even looking at change yet. I'm just looking at a list of things that we need to go through. And my brain goes, oh, crap. It's a list. And it's not like a one or two, three thing list. This is a list took me a little bit of time to process through and it's like okay I can take these three things off the list I'm not even looking at the bot I just want these three things I can manage that it's the same way in our marriage when we started making changes that's why Rita did it the way she did your homework is this one thing this week that's all I want you to do is this one thing yeah and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about it and if we still hadn't got it or I was still in the place of you know I I get it I understand I'm still struggling with this. Okay, so this week your homework is do it again. Do it again until I could come to grips with how to have this conversation or how to accept this change. It's not something that happens overnight for everybody. But in the same respect for me at the time, I was I was all into redefining myself as a man mm -hmm. i was a hundred miles an hour in that so the additional changes when it came to our relationship i just added it right on to see how it could affect the overall scope of where i was going but the difference is you're you're changing yourself and you're navigating for yourself you slowly you kind of took me out of that equation yes so that it didn't stress me out yes. because when you would come back with Ed Milet and all these podcasts, and I want you to hear this, and I want you, I have no interest, none whatsoever, because all that is to me is rapid fire. And it was too many things at one time. So you did it for yourself. Mm -hmm. And then slowly, as I started changing myself and things came up, it's like, hey, I watched this video on Ed Milet today. And you got so friggin' excited because I watched an Ed Milet video. I was like, yeah, something, I don't know, something just popped up and it made me think I need to go listen to this. It was something you had already heard. So then it opened a conversation for us, but it was on my time that the <clears throat> things that you involved me with were the things that were for us. Well, and that's why I'm looking at this now, just after we've had a chance to talk all the way through it. Maybe the first, you know, take we had on is just absolute bullcrap. Maybe it's the second. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But what I do know, just after reading it again and again and again, going, what if this guy is a lot like me? He's trying and to do he, a lot at one time. He freaking took all of our, I mean, we got 170 something episodes and he is just consuming it. And he's like, yeah, I want to freaking love my wife. I want to freaking love my kids. And he's like, 
you know, just like a Superman, like changing like crazy. And his wife's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tell her she she's can like, call me. I understand. <laughs> she's like, what's your agenda here? You're not the man I know. What's your agenda? And maybe, I'm sorry that was so loud, but I'm thinking, I could totally see this. Mm-hmm. Because at the pace for which I changed, the people around me didn't know how to take me. No, and it took a while to catch up. And it took a while for people to actually accept yeah. that this is who you are now. Yeah, and it's like, well, that's not you. That's not you. That's not you. And it's like, no, this is me. This is the new, this is the new guy. And the difference now is over the last five years, I can honestly say when something is going on and people aren't seeing you for who you are, and we have these conversations like from work or whatever, and we're talking on the phone, and I can say, wait a minute, that's not you. What they're telling you, that's not you. Correct. This is who you are. This is what I see. These are the changes you've made because over the years I've seen you change. I know who you are. I know the truth and the core of who you are. So when something comes up that says you're different or this is the difference for you and I, as we grow and hopefully for him and his wife, as they grow, it will be the same. You look to your spouse to go, wait, hold on. That's not you. I know you, you know you, this person is speaking something that's not accurate. Yeah. And you can kind of hold firm to your foundation and you don't sway when crap comes against you or makes you feel like, um, you know, you have to go back to your old ways. No, you don't. That's not who you are anymore. This is, this is not who you've been. It's, but it, I could, I could totally see her holy shit moment. I, I can see it. And I mean, it's happened before we had a listener that, that just rapid fired all kinds of stuff at his spouse. And he's like, none of this is working. Well, yeah, dude, you just like basically mowed over her with 10 or 12 different things. And she is not sure what to do with you because, you know, one might've been enough. Yeah. And that, <laughs> you know, and I used to say that all the time in the show, no fault to you, bro. If this is the take either way, I think the, from my point of view, the perspective on what questions to ask are the same. You know, what uh, what what do you think my agenda is? I mean, that that's a great question to ask. What what is my honey, what's my agenda? What do you think it is? What do you think my intentions are? What does that look like? Just so I can understand. Because I mean, we're gonna sit here and tell you not to take it personal, and then, you know, your spouse is going to say, well, what's your freaking agenda? And all of a sudden, we're taking it personal. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'm, I'm here to tell you I don't, I'm not, I don't have an agenda. I'm not, I'm not trying to manipulate you, but what does that look like for you? What do you think my agenda is? Um, Why do you think that? What have I done to give you that idea? Yeah, and then please, can you give me an example? Because I, I want to understand what this is. Now, if it's the first side, maybe there is the first example or the first way that we did it is like, oh, heck, maybe there is a problem. Maybe it's a problem for her. Or um, as, as far as the second way we read it or the way it kind of came out, maybe you are changing at such a rapid pace and your wife is on system overload because... For X amount of years, you didn't change, and you were the same. This is the person I've known for the first however many years, every 10 years, you know? Yeah. It's, it's It's kind of a running joke now since we watched the movie, but it's like the person you married is not the same person 10 years later, and 10 years after that, they're still not the same person because we're rapidly evolving and changing. And if you're doing things that are new and different and you're doing them at a rapid pace... It could be overwhelming, and and it's not a bad thing. It just means maybe she doesn't need to be involved in all of it. Correct, and that's the that's the final piece that I was going to put there is continue to develop. Now there, you know, over the next few years, there there could be like Coach Rita would talk about it. If you develop, you, I don't know how to say it, but if you get to the point of of being so focused on personal development, you could develop yourself right out of your relationship. Mm-hmm. So be cautious of that. Keep us as a sounding board there. 
But if you're on fire for this and you want to be the absolute best husband that you can be and the best father you can be, and that w- that's the mission that you're in and like, like our podcast has really sparked this in you and you've gone and you have consumed all these episodes. For you, you can't get enough. I admire you because that's the man that I am. <laughs> but for your spouse, it can be overwhelming. And like Jeannie said, maybe you need to pull back on some pieces of this and just keep focused on those one or two things that make your wife feel A, B, C. That's three things. But keep the focus there and move slowly and allow your relationship to develop. Because ultimately, at some point, once y'all establish these things, as going back to the first listener topic, once you establish these things and you're talking about them, you know, once a week and you're learning how to make each other feel like a priority, how to feel loved, how to be fulfilled, in, in five or six months, it's going to be time for you to step outside of your relationship and say... I don't mean that as in step physically stepping and emotionally stepping out, but to take a step back and look at your relationship and say, okay, here's where we are. What do we like? What do we, what's next to work on? Do we need to keep working in this particular Mm -hmm. direction? Do you need a different type of support? Are you happy? Do you feel like a priority? You've already been doing this once a week for say six months but inevitably, y'all will have evolved by then. So it's like, okay, well now, what's the next step? What's the next iteration of what we are? Do we still need work where we are? Do we feel like it's become a part of who we are? Or should we continue working on in these particular areas? And so you'll start to do those things like it was. If you've never heard of the One Extraordinary Marriage, O&E, One Extraordinary Marriage, Go check it out. They've got a litany of topics. And one of the things that they did, Jeannie and I went to that conference a couple of years ago, which is called Dream Again. And that's what she referenced earlier, which is I forgot, we forgot with our relationship what our wants, needs, and desires were at a certain point because we were really marred in the moment. And even this this last year, it started, reality started sinking in about our adult children that are going to live with us and what the next phase of our life is going to look like. So just understand that you, you are connecting weekly. Have conversations about your emotional state, about what makes you feel loved. Have conversations about sex. Give each other permission to say this stuff ugly because you're going to be vulnerable Say it ugly and then give yourself permission to clean it up from there to make sure that y'all are saying the same thing. And then if you are a wild man like the Q dog and you are in ultimate consume mode and you are just changing your life, continue to develop yourself with the picture in mind of who you ultimately want to be. And then... Love your wife like crazy. Keep it focused on that aim small, miss small. Uh, yeah, aim small, miss small mentality based on what she's able to handle and how she's able to progress. Because chances are, if she evolves slowly, those things are going to happen for her and they're going to take root much more deeply. So her change will be slower, but there will be something more deep and eternal, so to speak, about the way she changes. I don't know if we're off base there. We kind of read it in one, you know, one frame of mind before. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. What if? Mm-hmm. So there's two examples on accident for how this could be. Now, let us know. Did we hit the mark? Did we miss the mark? If we missed it, give us a little more context and we'll do everything we can to help you. That's why we're here. To help you. And in the meantime, Jeannie and I get some therapy <laughs> for our relationship out of this too, which is is crazy good. Um, and at some point over the next few years, 
I'm sure we'll be doing some kind of weird conference thing by then. And we'll be out seeing y'all where you're at. And uh, you'll be able to see us work through it in person. It'll be pretty magical. We're a great team. You're going to do an open mic conference? Yeah. No script? I mean, there'll be bullet points, I'm sure. I mean, but some of this, sometimes seeing is actually believing. True. You know? So there would have to be some kind of time for open dialogue. You know, and maybe couples coming up and us talking about things together. That that is something I believe could be of a great value to marriage. Because marriage marriage seems to be fading somewhat. Not somewhat, a lot what. I don't know what the other word is, but so it's good for a tax write off. That's what it seems to be for some people. But anyway. I don't know anybody like that. Because I think you get penalized more for being married for some weird reason. But with that being said, there's our take on that listener topic. Boy, we, I don't know what that looks like. I'll have to go back and listen to it. But hopefully we were of value there. I'm glad we talked it out in an open discussion. I think that, you know, that wraps this one up. Um, when does it happen? How do I show her? It's different for everybody. People change differently. But I'll tell you, I think the second take that we had, like the second discussion on it, I think maybe that addresses that. I think it addresses it pretty much in its entirety. And if it doesn't, or if it sucks, let me know. I'm wide open for you. I guarantee your money back. For nothing. Even though there's no money spent. (laughs) Um, Okay, anything else you want to say about that? Nope. I do, of course. Yo, listener, it means the world to me that you would send these emails and that you would allow us to try and come alongside you in any way um, so that you can become a better man, a better husband, better father, and all points in between. So I truly truly honor you and you have my respect my admiration for what you're endeavoring to do stay strong stay the course keep your chin up let's keep on moving forward and uh, grace and peace be multiplied to you i'm rooting for you i'm your fan and uh, i send my love my best wishes and uh, to anybody else that wants to send an email Um, If we think it's going to be beneficial, we'll share it. Like the other emails, some of them we just keep between us and the listeners. So uh, with that being said, that's going to be it. For Jeannie, I'm Quincy, and this is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? you got to live on purpose. For a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast.